This is the Decision Masters Podcast. I'm Kirsten Parker, the decision coach for overthinkers. When you feel good about your decisions, life feels good. You get to be present in your days and excited about where you're going. I'm going to help you build your decision mastery so it's easy to know what you want, navigate uncertainty, and handle any feelings that happen. Whether you're in the middle of some overthinking angst right now, or you simply love feeling in charge of your choices, you're in the right place. Clear, confident decisions are right around the corner. Let's get into it. Hello, dear friend. How the heck are you? We're going to talk more about FOPO today. We're doing a little series right now, so make sure that you check out episodes before and after this one to deep dive on the FOPO, the fear of people's opinions. But you know, we're not talking about it from judgment. Everybody fears people's opinions. It's normal. And sometimes it's even helpful. So we're not judging. And we're doing it with a little lightness. We're doing it with an empowerment twist, because that's how we do here. We're making sure we talk about this phenomena from a place of authority. So it doesn't have to ruin our lives and dictate all our choices and be this gigantic, unsolvable problem. So let's solve a little bit of a problem today, shall we? We're going to talk about how you can make authentic choices when you have a touch of the faux pas going on. So as a recap of what we are all about here in the Decision Masters world is powerful, authentic, self-honoring decision-making. And authentic is sometimes one of the ones that we struggle with the most, us really intelligent, high-achieving, ambitious, driven, hardworking people. (laughs) I see you. Authentic choices are what people come to me for help with a lot of the time because we're so used to doing our decision-making based on what is going to make people happy. What is going to get me success? What is going to move me forward on whatever path I'm on? Whether or not I'm 100% sure I want to keep going down this path. So getting in touch with this authentic choice stuff, like what do I really want to do, can feel really challenging, especially when we are also the kind of people who really don't want to be selfish, thoughtless jerks. We want to have meaningful connections and nourish our relationships, and we can get a little afraid that if we just run around our lives making authentic choices left and right, we're going to be selfish, we're going to hurt other people's feelings, and we're going to turn into these monsters that we really don't want to be. So let's break down what this whole situation is. We make inauthentic choices. When we disregard what we want in an attempt to make people happy. We say we like things we don't. We agree to do things we don't want to do just to avoid someone getting offended or getting upset with us or being disapproving or being disappointed. We don't want any of that because it would be extremely uncomfortable for us. The thing is, when we make an inauthentic choice, we end up uncomfortable anyway because now we're eating the thing that we said we liked, but we really don't, or we're doing the thing that we don't freaking have time for, we don't enjoy, because we'd said we'd do it. It seems like a real catch-22 of discomfort, which is pretty annoying. (laughs) We want to live in a world where we just get to do whatever we want and everyone's happy with it. 
And I promise, as soon as I figure that out, you are going to be the first one to know how we, how we get there, how we create that reality. But until then, we have to work out what do we do with these choices? What do we do with these options? Because the only options can't be we do what we want and make an authentic choice, but we feel terrible about it, or we make an inauthentic choice and we feel terrible about it. Those can't be our only options, right? I promise I'm answering the question for you. They're not. (laughs) They're not your only options. So first, I want to just go into how do we tell if we're even making an inauthentic choice versus just being nice or polite. And then we're going to walk through an example of this so that you can really look at how can I notice when FOPO might be making my decision for me and what do I do so that I can actually land on an authentic choice and not burst into flames or be so uncomfortable that I just undo it and go back into my inauthentic choice. So how do you tell? How do you know if you are falling victim to this FOPO phenomena or you really are just being polite, responsible, a team player. The key is how much authority you feel in setting your agenda, all right? Stay with me here. If you think you need someone to approve of or agree with your decision in order for you to feel okay, you're likely going to try to manipulate their reaction to be exactly what you want. You are going to try to do whatever it takes to elicit the approval or the agreement And that's when you're most likely to make an inauthentic choice because the agenda has become kind of by default, I need to get this good reaction and avoid bad reactions at any cost. You're not setting your agenda intentionally. Now, sometimes our agenda really is just to make somebody happy or (laughs) sometimes it's to upset them as little as possible. And that's totally fine. When that's the genuine goal, That is still an authentic choice. So when you know you get seasick and sunburnt, but your mom wants to go out on a boat for her 70th birthday, and you say yes, that's not inauthentic if you're consciously prioritizing doing whatever the friggin' frack bomb wants because girl is 70 and superb and dang if you don't want to just see her happy all day. You don't even have to love every second of the boat. It still gets to be an authentic choice because you were in charge of it. You knew what's my agenda here. So let's use an example that may be pretty timely because I tend to have a lot of these kinds of conversations this time of year. If you're listening real time, heading into fall, let's say you want to do your own thing for the holidays, but you're super concerned about your family's reaction. One option is to immediately give in to that fear and act on it. The agenda gets set on its own, must get good reaction, must avoid bad reactions. That's when you swallow any desire you had to go lie on a tropical beach and you resign yourself to flying to the wintry Midwest next December. You feel jilted, you feel deprived, you feel limited, and not because you're not getting exactly what you want, but because you didn't even give yourself the option to consider it. You made that choice out of FOPO, the fear of people reacting negatively. And that reaction wasn't real. It was something that you imagined might happen, but it was a strong enough idea that it dictated your choice without you consciously approving. So how could this scenario look different? Well, another option is to first give yourself some dang breathing room around your desires and opinions. 
my friend, if you have a fantasy about spending Christmas Eve sipping pina coladas, walking down a beach with the lukewarm waters of the South Pacific splashing your toes, yes, I'm daydreaming about Bora Bora, no, I'm not sorry, that deserves a minute of real recognition. Separately from any time you spend on your concerns about what anyone will think. I know this is one of the hardest things in the world to do, to not rush into these fears about how is everybody going to react, what is so-and-so going to say, but I promise this is a key skill in owning your choices, making all those powerful, authentic, self-honoring decisions we talk so much about. If you build this habit of just spending a little time on what do I want, giving some airtime to that being true. You don't have to act on it. It doesn't mean that you're jumping to any conclusions, but I promise it will beef up your self-trust. It will beef up your self-direction. I don't know why I'm saying beef up so many times. Everyone here is just looking to beef up all over the place. Oh, Lordy. Okay, let's get back on track, Parker. So once you do that, once you give some airtime to what do I think I might want, You don't even have to feel decided on it. You just want to give yourself the option to entertain your own desires as if they might matter in your one and only life. After you do that, when you do move on to acknowledging those concerns that have been knocking at the door, you can objectively consider these helpful questions. What am I afraid of? Sometimes it's an uncomfortable moment. I'll get yelled at. They'll be disappointed. Someone will cry and I'll feel terrible. Sometimes you're afraid of a consequence. I'm not going to be invited next year. And sometimes you're afraid of a conclusion you're going to draw about yourself. This is going to make me a horrible person. So I want you to consider what in there is true. What in this stuff that I'm afraid of is even possible and what's not true? What's not possible? What's in your control and what's not in your control? A lot of the consequences that we're afraid of in the FOPO department, they're going to be mad, so then they're going to think this, or they're going to do this, or I'm going to miss out on this, da, 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 da. We have to really look objectively at, is it true that this will happen? Or is it just possible that this could happen? And if it's possible, what do I think the likelihood is? And I promise this could feel like a slog. I get it, going through these fears step-by-step like this. This is why we have coaching conversations because I help it not be a slog because I don't let you rush through it. And there's solid gold you can find when you do step through these questions one at a time. You might be considering depriving yourself of an entire experience that you authentically want because of an assumption about, oh, they're going to get mad and then they're going to exclude me from their plans next year. When that might be just a figment of your imagination that has a 4% chance of actually coming true. So I just want you to check what's true, what's not true, what's possible, and if it's possible, how likely is it? And what's in your control, what's not in your control? If you're afraid of a conclusion you're going to draw about yourself, I've heard this so many times, I want to do this thing, but I'm afraid it's going to make me selfish. Who's deciding you're selfish? Is it other people? Because that's something different. If someone else is going to decide you're a selfish person for doing what you want, then that is their business. You can let them be wrong. You can try to convince them otherwise, whatever. But their opinions are their business. Your opinions of you are your business. So if you're going to change all of your life plans because you're afraid that you're going to decide you're selfish if you do what you want, 
I have to ask you to pause there for a second, buddy boo, and uh, consider what if you don't decide you're selfish? What if you don't make this mean you're a horrible person? Are you even giving yourself that option? Because I strongly encourage it. Okay, a few more helpful questions to help you arrive at an authentic choice when this faux post coming up. How important do I think it is that other people are happy or comfortable? Don't filter your answer. There's no wrong or bad answer. It's nice to want other people to be happy. <laughs> You're not doing anything wrong. I just want you to check. And if you need, like, if, you, if this is difficult to answer, like, I want them to be generally happy. I don't know. Then you can also give it a number, one to 10. How important is it? Check in with your body. Like, how scared do I get? One to 10, imagining someone else being ha- unhappy or uncomfortable. And then I want you to ask the same question about your own happiness and comfort. How important do you think it is that you're happy, that you're comfortable? One to 10. How scared do you get? How much do you feel it in your body when you start imagining yourself being unhappy or uncomfortable? Is there anything you want to change about that going forward? Sometimes we're very used to our own discomfort and we are very uncomfortable with the idea of other people's discomfort. That's a lot of discomfort that we're just living with and planning on. So I want you to check if that's been the norm. Do you want to change that going forward? Do you want to get a little bit more comfortable with the idea of your own happiness? And do you want to get a little more comfortable with the idea of other people's unhappiness, discomfort? Is this system working where you try to get everyone to be happy around you and comfortable at the expense of your own comfort? Is it working? Do you like it? And depending on all the answers to those questions, is this decision right now that you're working on an opportunity? Another helpful question here is, can I make the choice I want without making it mean anything about my blank? Feelings for this person, commitment to my job. A lot of the times when we're doing stuff that might affect our mentor or our boss or our client's opinions of us, we do ourselves a real disservice by jumping to these conclusions. So I just want you to check. Can I do what I want here without making it mean I'm lazy or I'm blah, 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 in, in, fill in the blank. This is a great question I want you to ask. If I'm afraid of their reaction being blank, what else might happen? We rarely stop to consider this stuff, but if we're making up this movie in our minds where they react this very specific, horrible way, we got to entertain some other options because we're not fortune tellers. What else might happen? And let yourself kind of go wild here just to prove to yourself that you are dealing with ideas, not facts, because they might not like it, sure, but they also might not like it at first. And then, like all emotions, those feelings might not last forever. They might get over it. They might understand later. They might hear that you want to go spend Christmas on a hammock in Bora Bora and love that for you. They might be super inspired. They might have their own entirely different expectations of this holiday season that you don't even know about. Maybe they're planning to do a road trip of their own. Cheese tasting of the Northeast. I don't know. Do they do that there? My point is... Don't take all your fears at face value as if you know exactly what's going to happen, okay? Sometimes you have a very, very strong inclination. That's fine. But sometimes this question is super helpful to remind you that other outcomes are possible. 
And then I want you to ask, can I invite this person to feel a certain way about my choice? This is not manipulation because if you present them with the information like, hey, I really want to do this and I'm really excited about it, you're allowed to be excited about it too, we just might invite them to join us in our feelings as opposed to inviting them to be disappointed or upset. Okay, and my final helpful question I want to give you here is, can I survive them feeling negatively about my choice? If they do have a quote-unquote bad reaction, am I up for that for the sake of what I want? You might surprise yourself with this answer here because you might have a lifetime of evidence that sacrificing what you want to try to get these reactions doesn't end up making you feel very amazing. And if there's a chance you might not feel amazing in this moment where you get this reaction, but then you get to do what you authentically want, I'm willing to bet that that's going to feel better in the long run because you're going to feel more on your own team, you're going to feel more in charge of your choices, and you're going to have a more authentic relationship with that person because they're going to know your truth. This is what I want to do. Merry Christmas. Oh my gosh. Okay. So I we have a lot. We had a lot to say today. And I hope that I didn't zoom through it too quickly or go on too many tangents because you know what? I've had a few coffees today and this is where we're at. But I promise it is possible for you to make authentic choices, even if you've had a bunch of FOPO going on lately or your whole life. And it's possible for you to do more of what you want without turning into a selfish monster. If you need more help with this, I got you. Check the show notes. The fastest, easiest, freest way to get a little more help with this is getting the crash course in how to say no. That's at kirstenparker.com forward slash say no. It'll teach you how to say no to things you don't authentically want to do without being a selfish person or beating yourself up or over-apologizing or ending up doing the thing anyway. I also want you to know that for the first time ever, I am now working with people on single decisions at a time. So exciting. We are doing coaching on one decision over seven to 10 days. We meet twice. We talk through all of the fears, all of the questions. We get super clear on what you want. And if there's any FOPO going on, on I really don't want this person to be upset. I really don't want to hurt this person. I really don't want to ruin my chances at a promotion, all those things, those are valid fears that I promise we can work through systematically. There's a process that will help you keep your stress down, keep your head clear, and you will land at a choice you totally trust. You can get all the details for that and book it directly if you decide, yep, this is what I need. I want to get this decision made. Gosh darn it. You can go to kirstenparker.com forward slash decide. I hope that you have a fabulous freaking day. I hope you make some authentic choices this week. Curb that FOPO a little bit and reach out if you need help. I'm here for you. I got you. You're doing a great job. And I'll talk to you soon. Hey, are your decisions taking too long? Take the two-minute quiz to find out. It's in the show notes and at kirstenparker.com forward slash quiz. You want to know your decision time saver, right? Um, obviously. If you've ever spent 45 minutes crafting a one-sentence text message or three weeks back and forthing on which throw pillow to buy, trust me, you want to take this quiz and get these seriously in-depth results. Go to kirstenparker.com forward slash quiz.